Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon from sunny Arizona. Today is one of those gorgeous days. We've had a revisit of summer. It's been a little warmer than usual, but still really, really lovely. It's always fun. It's fun to see what each day has to bring us here. Uh, I guess with the alternative, that's a very logical statement. Hmm. Thanks to Alice Cooper for our theme song. For those of you who are new to this show, we chose that show because when you're doing a lot of self-improvement work, sometimes you take your power back and you begin to set boundaries. And those boundaries will often and almost always include the word no. And those people who are always expecting you to say yes sometimes think you might not be so nice anymore. But hang in there. Um, they're still your friends. They'll get used to the fact that it's okay for you to say no. So, you know, just be okay with it. I want to thank Chad, our engineer, who always keeps things going right and makes it good even when sometimes we glitch big time. He still can fix it somehow. And to Voice America for doing this. Voice America is the leader in Internet radio, uh, really the 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 prime person who helped get the whole thing going and I want to thank them for making this available to those of us who um, have an inclination to do these kind of things, radio shows and such, such, such a wonderful, wonderful service. Uh, it's exciting because today our guest is in London. We're going to be talking about how to be you. And you think about that and you think, but I don't know how to be anybody else. Yeah, you do. We all do. We try to mimic the person we admire on TV or the movies or we try to act like our mothers told us to even if we felt phony at the time she was telling us. Um, we like to, we, we try to like what our boyfriend likes just to please him or accept our girlfriend's beliefs so she'll want to hang out with us. We try maybe to walk like a supermodel and we try to talk like a movie star. We admire all those kind of things we do. We try to stay up on the latest vocabulary and the fashions. From an early age, Julianne Blackmore's dream was to end people's suffering. What a huge and wonderful dream. She realized her many strengths, including the discovery that she was psychic and capable of predicting the future, and she's very, very sensitive, as you'll hear. She trained as a registered nurse, 
a career that was short-lived due to a car crash. Seeking self-healing, Julianne trained in holistic modalities. In 2004, she received a message that she should write a book, which quickly turned into 16 books in which she shares her knowledge and her insights. Today, she runs her business, How to Be You, in which she supports people in all areas of life, offering extremely accurate psychic readings and tailor-made professional and personal intuitive guidance. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Julianne Blackmore. Julie, hello and welcome. Hi, Eileen. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. So tell us, Julianne, you talk about how to be you. So tell us who you are. Who is Julianne Blackmore? Well, I'm a kind-hearted lady who has discovered a lot more about herself than she realized. <laughs> uh-huh. I think um, I went on a journey of self-discovery and um, discovered myself to be at one as a balanced person. Um, it's taken me a long time to uncover all the layers of projections from other people's opinions of who they thought I was to become me. And I'm just ordinary, I don't do extremes, I have to live in balance. I, ha I have a very balanced outlook on life. I see good, I see bad, but at the end of the day, I look at the positives that can come out of what's happened, whether it was good or bad. I'm selfless, but I'm not overly selfless. So I'll do things for others, but there's always me as the most important person in my life. Ah, you got it, didn't you? Some yeah. <laughs> people never get it. So t tell it. us, where did, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Bath or London? No, I grew up in a little village called Poulton, which is about 10 miles from Bath. What, what was your childhood like there? Describe it. You know, go up to your teens with it. It wasn't very nice. Um, my mum and dad weren't mean or cruel. They just didn't understand me. And I was very badly bullied at school. I don't know the reason other than the people who bullied me were following suit. They were in pain, and I've since worked out that when people are in pain, they like to blame. Um, because I was honest and kind, I'd never shout back, I'd never blame them. So I was physically and mentally abused every day. Um, I used to go home and, like I said, my mum and dad didn't understand. Um, physically, I was labelled hyperactive. I think that if I, the labels of attention deficit disorder right now, um, and I was young, I would have been labelled as having that. How did you know that you, your your sensitivity was actually a gift? You know, that must have been in play when you were a child. You must have known things that other children didn't know about or didn't sense. Did you it think was, you were different or how did you come to know? Oh, yeah. You? <laughs> I knew I was different because I knew how kind I was and I forgave them every day for bullying me even though I had to put up with it. I didn't know how, I didn't have the school's, um, school's support and I didn't have the strengths and tools that I've since developed to, to help others how to deal with those sorts of situations. And it is something you have to learn and develop and be able to use. Um, I also knew that I was different as in I was 
intelligent and I wanted to make something of myself. Whereas a lot of people in my year at school, they didn't. They just wanted to get married, have kids and stay at home. I always had dreams, big dreams. Um, and I also knew that I was psychic, which was a toy for me, really, with visions and advice on relationships and things. And I just thought, I'm going to be an agony aunt. <laughs> and at home, if your parents didn't understand this as a gift, how did, how did that work? When you knew these things, your, your parents must have wondered what was going on. I think my mum's mother's mother saw spirits and astral travelled and so my mum was more open to it but they don't it was more about the fact that I was very depressed and unhappy and um, I didn't get on with my family I felt very disconnected to them but I realised I mean my relationship is lovely now and my dad said say hi to Uncle Sam and I said I'm going to say that <laughs> hi to Uncle Sam did you have siblings Yes, I've got one sister. And you're older or younger? I'm younger. So how did she deal with you? You're the younger sister as it was, and then when you had this gift, which she may have thought was a little strange, uh, how did she deal with that? I think um, it's not that it was about being psychic back then it was more about that I felt so disconnected to everyone that I was weird I was different and I kept looking at myself to re to work out what is it about me then why don't they like me am I too kind am I too I wasn't really spiritual in any way but I appreciated things my guest Julianne Blackmore we were talking about what it was like growing up in the suburbs of London. We had a little technical glitch. Must be a storm or something out in the Atlantic. Who knows? We'll just chalk it up to that. Um, Julie, you were talking about your childhood and how people didn't understand you. They really didn't know who you were. They didn't understand your gifts. What was that like as a teenager? Um, very similar, really, because as a teenager, I mean, I was always focused on becoming a nurse. So I just kept my head down and did my work and focused on trying to distract myself from being bullied, really. But I was falling more and more out of favor with myself and starting to hate myself. So, so then what happened? There, there must have been a pivotal point in your life when you started to work on your own self-improvement and realized that you were a person of value. What happened for you? I think um, when I was nursing, I was giving a lot to everyone and so you forget about yourself. And I think that's, that's a, a truth for so many people. You know, you, you're always thinking about someone other than yourself. And I had a car accident and that gave me not only the time... <laughs> But also, it, it whacked me into reality, really, that I wasn't a nice person to myself. Um, that I wasn't happy. And that unless I was giving to people, and I hardly gave to me, that I wasn't happy. So that was a major turning point in my life. And what made you realize that you deserved your own, you deserved to be nourished by you. How did you come to it? Was it the accident that made you realize how important you were? I think before I had a I had a voice inside my head when I was growing up 
whenever anything was really bad, and I used to tell myself bad things about myself and hate myself and want to harm who I was, and um, my voice inside said, look, it will get better, it will get better. Now, I never told anyone about that. I didn't know what it was. I didn't believe in anything religious, really. And so it was just a voice that gave me hope and inspiration. And I since realized that voice was me all along, but a more wholesome me um, that does have self-love, that does appreciate life and what I offer and the value that I bring to things and the value that I have, whether I bring anything to anyone or not. Um, so that voice sort of kept me going through childhood, teenage years. And it started to speak to me more when I started to relax. So after my um, car accident, I was already going into aromatherapy because I was interested with it, but I was the type of person who had so much adrenaline in their system that I couldn't sit quietly and just read. And that was, on hindsight, that was the problem with me when I was a child because I was so stressed from the fight or flight constantly with the bullying. I was absolutely terrified every time I went to school. I wouldn't even walk down the village on my own because every time I went down, someone would shout something horrible out at me. So I think, and it, it was also like being psychic was a special tool that I had above everyone else, which sort of fueled my ego a bit. <laughs> Let, let's talk about that psychic gift. Now, do you get messages by the same voice that tells you you're okay? Or how do you get your information with, with you know, in your ability to be psychic do you just know how, how do you get that I've developed it to extent now where I just say it I do it or I feel it so um, like with the book I sent you you know you you didn't want to choose it I just chose it I didn't think it I didn't have to hear it I just chose it let's and talk it, about that yeah. book Proof Positive was the book she sent me, and I thought, oh, this is wonderful. Proof Positive, very positive. And it was about illness. Now, what Julie Ann doesn't know is that I've had a real health challenge in the last six months and have been battling it, and I think had a doctor's appointment actually the day after I got it. And uh, it, was, it was as if she had written this for me. It was exactly what I needed to know at the time. It was the most wonderful guidance I've had about this little series of illness that I, I've had, uh, best guidance I've had, and I really just was able to bask in it. Uh, I, I would recommend that if you have some questions, <laughs> you get in contact with Julianne and let her recommend a book for you because it was really quite phenomenal for me I didn't expect it um, I mean it wasn't what I expected I expected just to review another book and it turned out to be an experience for me um, it's written in language people can understand and it, most of the time it felt like it was coming from great great wisdom uh, some humor in there but um, really quite lovely. Tell me how you came to write those books, Julie. It, it felt channeled to me. Um, and well, I don't always go along with a, a lot of the channeled work. Some of them feel really contrived, but yours yeah. did not in any way. 
Well, this is the thing. I mean, to explain where it comes from is just to negate me. I'm part of this, you know. I mean, the first book I wrote, I had a vision in my head that I would be um, on a book with my face and it would be a mixture of coaching and spirituality because that was my thing when I thought about it in 2004. But I, I didn't even think about it. I just popped into my head. So I didn't know, looking back, because they're e-books, they haven't got me on the cover. They're a mix of everything um, with my truth of the essence of me running all the way through them. But the idea was, uh, in 2004, I sat up in bed, and I was into channeling at the time, and I, said, I heard myself inside, or a voice say, you're going to write a book, and it's called How to Be. And I was really excited answering this voice, and oh, how to be, how to be, how to be what? And I'm not telling you. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> how to be? <laughs> yeah, how to be. I just, I, yeah. Yeah, oh, then, come on, tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that, because it was separate from me. But as I wrote my books, it soon became apparent that the reader is separate from the heart. The heart is what was guiding me when I was a kid, when I was scared, when I was frightened, when I was bullied, when I became the bully of myself. Because inevitably, when someone's bullying you, if you don't bully back, you get bullied within. Yes. So I was the biggest question bully that comes is what's the matter with me? Exactly. What's the matter? What's wrong with me that they do this to me? I mean, I pulled all my hair out on one side when I was a kid. I totally believe that. Hated myself. Yeah. And, you know, that was... You know where the shame. picture of you probably comes. When you put all of these books together and have them published as one book. <laughs> that would be a massive work. <laughs> the idea, Irene, is that you needed that book for that particular time. Exactly. That's not to say in a year's time you can't read another one. And that one may speak to me again in a different way. Yeah, they're all written at a different level of awareness. I stepped into the mind of humanity and I took my heart out of me and I channeled, dictated, read as I was writing it, what my heart was guiding the head. So people with logic, people with a headstrong manner, people who are seeking for something, people who aren't aware of the power, people who have put their power out to some higher something or other and they're not acknowledging it's them, can remove their doubt by reading what I've written because the heart has no doubt, it has total trust and it came from my heart and at the beginning the first book just led me on and on and on and before that was finished I just knew I was writing another one didn't have to get published, I just had to write another one. And I just kept writing and writing and writing. And this would be a really good time for you to tell people how they can find you and find these remarkable books. They're short, they're very short books. You can read them. Not you know, all of them. <laughs> not all of them, okay. The first one's 250 pages. Oh, well, mine was in the 40 pages, yeah. and I appreciated yeah. that because I didn't yeah. have a lot of time to read this week. Tell us how people can find you and find your books. Okay, well, at the moment, you can go on to my WordPress site, which is you, all lowercase, all one word, com. 
There's a book list there with the prices. The prices are in English, but you can change them for yourself or I can do that. Um, and uh, you have to just email me with your request. Or if you're overwhelmed by choice or you're like Irene, you just want some guidance, then I can you know, email me that you want one of the books and I'll tell you which one. Well, see, and sometimes then, I'm very simple. I figured you were psychic. You would know as well yeah. as me. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's lovely because that's proof positive of what this is all about. You know, when you try to overwork your garden, you know, you don't have to. You, you've proved my psychic ability by accepting a gift from me. Exactly. So anything else is fruitless, really. And I think that was what my heart brought to the writing. It's like people overdo things. They didn't get it the first time, so they do it again. They do it again. They do it again. And it's more that that's doubt within that they haven't done enough because they're not good enough. And that was the key to my change in my mentality and the health in my body. I felt I'd done enough. So when you reached this state of being able to get the information of liking yourself, did you find healing going on at every level within yeah. you? It was so bizarre because when I was in Bristol, I was working with one-to-one individuals locally. And um, I accumulated my psychic skills with coaching and NLP and hypnotherapy. And the result was incredible. It blew me away. And people would come in, and after an hour, they'd leave, and they'd say, well, I don't know what you've done, but you've done something amazing. <laughs> I say, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot of humility, which is so a, such a big quality, along with loyalty in me. Because you can be stuck up your own bottom, and you can be the best at anything. But, yeah, and I've got a good sense of humor, because if I start going up there, I get lost. So, you know... I pull myself back out quick. That's good. Because <laughs> I'm no good to anyone and I've got the biggest head around. Because if I do something, I do it well. So if I'm going to be arrogant, I'm going to be the best arrogant person there is. Well, we might as well be good at it if we're going to do yeah. it. So, exactly. So, yeah, tell us, uh, tell us about some of the, the give us some of your book titles. What's the 200 pager? What's it about? Okay, that's um, a story less different and that's called How to Be You One. And it's basically um, my story of traveling from Bristol to America, living in America, living in hotels, experiencing what I, how I was developing my intuition and my future vision. I'd see something, I'd go out and it would happen, and I'd come back and write it and go, oh my God, this is so amazing, this has happened. It's also um, from the mind, the body, and the soul. And um, at one point, I'm actually talking to the channel the, uh, the enlightened being I'm channeling from and I'm convinced I've made up a name and everything and they're saying no it's you one day you'll say it's you but at the moment you carry on and say you're channeling from me you know um, the next one they were sort of a trilogy the first three how to be you two is life death in the universe which covers life death in the universe um, how to be you three is quite a little cheeky number fact or fiction you decide um, that's quite, yeah, it speaks for itself. Um, there's Inspirational Words for an Inspirational World, which is just a lovely book of poems and quotes that I've made up. All inspiring, empowering, and bringing the heart to the message. 
Um, there's the Book of Love, which is all about true love, not I love you, but if you haven't cooked my tea, I'll probably say something nasty to you or fall out <laughs> table with you. But actual true, unconditional, you can't change the world and you love it. And when it changes, you love it then as well. There's just total acceptance is true love. Um, there's the Book of Evolution, which was written alongside the Book of Addictions, when I was having very bad problems with my health in Santa Barbara and I didn't know anyone, I was literally having fits. And um, the message that came through to me was, well, Julianne, you didn't think you weren't going to change and something was going to happen after you write in a book of evolution. So, <laughs> And it changed, I bet you. Uh, I want you to hold that thought. We're going to go to break right now. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Julianne Blackmore talking about how to be you. We'll be right back with more. Your favorite World Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's Star Style. Be the star you are. Never say never. Live your dream. Mind, brain, and body on Voice America Health & Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the mind, brain, and body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum, Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show and my guest, Julianne Blackmore. 
We've been talking about her abilities as a psychic. Uh, I want to remind you of her website, howtobeyou.com. Um, go yeah, there. Dot, you can what? It's dot wordpress.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Howtobeyou.wordpress.com. HowToBeYou.wordpress.com. You can go there and see the listing of all of her books. And Julianne, give us your email address in case somebody wants to contact you. It's HowToBeYou at Hotmail.com. HowToBeYou at Hotmail.com. We'll get you connected with Julie. And my guess is that if you want a psychic reading, you can get the best information from Julie as from just about anywhere. And I, after my little experience with her being so incredibly sensitive, uh, I would highly recommend that you do that if, if you'd like to have a, a reading. Um, it's easy to do that on the phone or by Skype or however you can reach Julie. Skype is easy if you have that, and it's also free. So free is always, always good. Um, you said that you can see into the future, Julie. How does that work? with you it's incredible Irene it makes me think about how things are in the world and the universe but um, when I was a kid I knew the future I just come out and say it I, I said when I was 10 that I'd be well known in the field of knowledge and I didn't question it because I didn't have that doubt that I built up as I grew older so I think it became more apparent how psychic I was when I started to do my healing um, because I'm trained as a spiritual healer but I started to see people's auras, I started to see their diseases inside their body, I started to be in tune with what they were thinking and um, to a level where I could, I felt myself step up into the psychic mind. When I was in Bristol I used to feel that, that I could actually step up into the psychic mind and tell people what was in there um, to guide them in the future, to talk about their past so they can release any pain that they've locked into emotionally or physically or mentally or spiritually and bring them back to the present. Um, As I was writing my books, it was a journey, as I've said, and I was guiding myself. So I'd see something happening and I'd go out and then I'd think, oh my God, like I'd know what was on a board of a menu for the whole day of a restaurant <laughs> and I'd have to go out to prove it to myself and I'd come back and I'd go oh my god and I'd write it to prove it to you lot because <laughs> you're probably just as logical as I used to be <laughs> we all need proof hence the book called proof positive proof you know? positive yeah you're getting proof that you can heal yourself because you've changed from reading it so so you, know, you you talk about change, and you've made a lot of changes in your life since you realized that you were psychic. Yeah. Has your psychic ability, your skills developed or changed over the years as you've changed, or do they stay the same? No, they've developed. They've increased tenfold. I mean, I can feel energy um, more now. I mean, I can walk into a room, and I know somebody's moved a tiny little object in the room. Oh my. I'm so sensitive to it, but I don't feel it. I just know it. Um, I'm clairaudient. I hear I was going to get mugged um, about four years ago. I was walking home from work and there was a bunch of kids 
stood outside this housing association and I was walking past on the other side of the road and in my head I heard one of them say, like, we're mugging you. And um, they didn't, they followed me home. But inside my heart was saying, just trust, just trust, you'll be fine. Because I couldn't go anywhere. There was absolutely nowhere for me to go. So I believe that I can put up a cloak of invisibility because they just disappeared. They followed me so far, they were cutting me off, and there were six or seven of them. And I think I would have done more damage <laughs> to them, not because I'm aggressive, but because of the power. Because of the power. And, and you, had, you had a lot of protection at the, that moment. So how do you explain this? Where does all this come from? <laughs> I'm a very lucky individual, and I choose to use it for the good of everyone, thank God. Um, you know thank my wonderful nice kind heart that I'm not a horrible dictator because I could do some awful things with that sort of power yes you could and some people do yeah and but I don't believe they can Irene I think I think that they use fear to um to create chaos and destruction but love always overcomes that every I've, time so yeah. tell us about your new business, How to Be You. How do you help people know who they are and be who they are? Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> it's just lovely. I can work with the inside of the person, and then because I'm creative and I'm good at interior design and art, I work on the outside as well. So I've developed a women's fashion for next year that I'm showing in a fashion show. Oh, how lovely. I yeah, and then there'll be, that's the spring-summer collection, and there'll be autumn and winter the following year. I've developed a perfume with my aromatherapy skills that is tailor-made through my psychic intuition, and it's called The Essence of Me, which is basically a tailor-made blend of essential oils um, with aqua that will allow you to present yourself on the outside. Um, I see people individually or in person or on the phone or via Skype and it's tailor-made. If they need hands-on healing, that's what they get. If they need a psychic reading, that's what they get. If they need coaching but with my own magic put in, that's what they get. If they need to um, speak to someone who's died, that's what they get. <laughs> so it's, it's so exciting, it's so varied. And obviously there's the writing. I've got three new books I'm working on at the moment. Okay, tell us about those. Well, one, I'm definitely going to get hardback published, and I think that's my face on the cover <laughs> seven years ago. Um, and it's called One, and it's, called, it's about how to be a human being. And believe me, if I hadn't have been through everything I've been through and I hadn't have written all those books, I wouldn't be able to write this one. Okay, so, give us the title again. It's One. How to be a human being. How to be a human being. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at your picture on my computer screen. Skype has it on. And you, know, you look like the, the woman on the cameo to me. <laughs> so, you know, you, you could put a cameo on and say, that's me. Uh, <laughs> every time I see the picture, I think of those lovely cameos. I, I always love oh. them anyway. Um, <laughs> so you may go to hardcover but right now people can get your books as a download yeah yeah I mean at the moment they can't download them they have to email me and pay me and then when they've paid me I send them via email but 
with the money from that because I'm doing it very cost effectively this time. I think we can all appreciate this. This yeah, is hard times. So, you know, a lot of people are really short on money. Um, well, that's me included. My price, well, my prices are going to be the same, Irene, because I balance things out. That's what one is about the book. But it's me. This is me. Well, you asked me the very first question, who am I? I am one. That is me. I am not the one. I am one. One. So, yes, a whole balanced human being. And there aren't a lot of people around who can genuinely say I'm balanced. Their lifestyle might be, or they might think it is, but they're not. They're too spiritual, they're too logical. Or they don't know anything about logic, and they're woohoo! <laughs> yeah, way out there, uh, uh, one yeah, way or the other. You know. and, and you're right. I I could probably count on one hand the number of people I have known mm. who are balanced, and you know, I can't, I can't really declare that I am. Uh, it's an interesting thought that needs to be explored. I think. A little meditation would help with that. And you know what? We're right up against another break. So we'll take a, a moment off right now. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Julianne Blackmore, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. You're late for your flight, and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. Put them in an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. A metal belt buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune into Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Julianne Blackmore. We've been talking about her uh, abilities, her gifts as a psychic. But she's also, she's many things, actually. She, has, she does a lot of healing work. She does other work than being psychic. But, you know, I, I want to ask you this question, Julie. What difference does being psychic bring to your end results if you're working as a healer, if you're working at, at writing your books? What, what does psychic, being psychic do for that? It's incredible. I think it's a miracle because some people 
you know, the, the average person, you say when someone's psychic, they'd expect to get a reading. It's not about that. It's about being in tune with my client. Hence, I could write a book that you said it was written specifically for me, yet I'm going to sell them to lots of people. And they'll and, all and feel that way. Is they my- all will, yeah. And every session, everything I do, my art, my art is psychically channeled from somebody who wants to buy it. It's like I connected in without needing to connect in with the people who needed what I've got. And so my sessions are just, they're miracles. They're just miracles. I can't say that I'm the 100% creator of them because it's up to the person who's working because obviously they have to do something. And that, you know, but yeah, miracles happen. People let's let's happen. talk about that just for a second because that brings up just a lovely thought. You know, a lot of people expect you to do something and they'll be better. Yeah. But you're saying they have their job to do while you're doing yours. Absolutely. The lack of balance that the society, the economy, and the world has is no responsibility. It's like it's either all your responsibility and it's up to you to sort this out. I'll go to hospital. I've paid my due. The bank needs to look after my money. You know, my parents are are my responsibility as I get older or I was theirs when I was younger. And it's like, no, you take responsibility for yourself. You have one body. You have one mind. You have one heart. You have your own abilities to make money. It's your responsibility. If you come to me, you are taking charge, not me. I'm not going to take your life and say, well, I can do that. I can cure you. I can make you better. Yeah, I can I'll fix you. Yeah, no way. <laughs> You'll be fixed by the fact that you've come. Yeah, but the fixing comes from inside you. I'm just, the, I'm just the guide here. Yeah, I'm a catalyst. You come to me and it will be miracles because I pride myself and I have everything for, you know, something for anyone if they need it. If they don't need it, which there are plenty of people who don't, and I accept I've got over my fear of rejection, personally and professionally, doesn't bother me. You know, the idea is the people who will need it, who I work for already in the past and in the future, will come. Whatever way they find me, they will find me, but they will do the work. I give them homework. I give them insight. I give them food for thought, like that book you've read, you know. You're thinking about it. You're working on it. There's things you have to do as you're developing yourself. It's not about saying it's over to you, love. Come on, yeah, <laughs> my life. <laughs> I had my to do it. <laughs> yeah, I am responsible for me. Exactly. Sometimes I need help, but I'm still the one that's responsible. I know you have a lot of dreams and ideas. Um, for things that you want to do, can do, um, some things that are going to stretch you a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. what do you have in mind for yourself? Now, what are your plans for the future, and how are you going to make them happen? Well, I'm going to make them happen because of who I am. I'm dynamic. I'm um, persuasive to myself to take time and let things unfold gradually. Rather than push the ball, I let it roll and it accumulates what I need. So trust will bring me what I need, as well as all of my skills and my abilities of assertiveness and my boundaries and my creativity and my knowledge and my motivation and all of that will bring that to me. But trust is what allows me to sit back and say, right, this is enough. 
So can you share with us some of the, the things that you intend to do with this lovely business, How to Be You? How are you going to, oh, yes. <laughs> how are you going to make that manifest? Well, it's my dream to get all of my books published. So self-help books are um, not just my thing. I've written a recipe book that um, I'm just waiting on finishing the desserts, which I'm not much of a dessert person. But it's for a single person to love their body back to good health. And it's tasty, nutritious, nice, fatty, occasionally food, you know. So um, as also I'm going to help, um, I'm going to make a, a, get someone to help me make an animation or make an animation of one of the books I'm writing called Creatures, which is basically um, a humorous look at life um, as it really is, adults only, and it's stereotypical people, and but the subtle touch is if you don't like yourself as that creature you're looking at or you're in an abusive relationship and one of the creatures is who your partner is, move on. Get some help, look at another model of another creature that you do like and become that person. But it's not about copying them, it's about using them to model your qualities of who you are. Um, there's the fashion, there's the perfume, there's, um, I want to, um, I'm hoping there'll be a documentary about me. Someone gave me a psychic reading, um, and said that I'd be really well known and that they would be a documentary. So that seems to fit. Um, there's talks. I do talks locally, but they're going to get bigger and bigger and I'd like to do them on Skype as well. Um, individual sessions there's my art which has now gone into print and I'm going to start doing sculpture I'm doing two events a year for the community I've got one coming up in March in Bath and it's an art sculpture amateur photography and it's called it's not porn it's form <laughs> I love that to highlight the um, abuse within but on the other side so showing people what an ordinary normal slightly overweight or underweight body looks like but it's not extreme it's just ordinary people who I thank them gratefully for giving me their body parts <laughs> naked body parts including my own um, and my art will be there and my art tells a story of its own it's got body parts in it it's got creep it's got things in it that um, I've only just started discovering there's just, it's an empire, Irene. It's an empire, and anyone who wishes to share in it is more than welcome. Oh, Julianne, you've come so far from that little kid who got bullied because she was different. Uh, you know, congratulations, kudos, you know, atta girls, all those things to you. You've certainly earned them, you deserve them, and I'm going to watch what happens with you. We're right up toward the end of the show, so let me ask you this. Do you have any advice for the listeners who are on their own self-development path? You will bring whatever you need into your life to move you forwards. That's it. Wonderful, wonderful thought. And you already have it all within you. You just need to be still long enough to to hear what it is. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is Irene Conlon saying next week our guest is Julia Widop. 
We'll be talking about dreams and uh, dream travel, dream journeys. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Julianne Blackmore, so much. Julie, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Irene. It's been my pleasure. And we'll say goodbye for now. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show saying, please come and join us again next week. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.